Hi, I'm Crystal, the parenting coach. Parenting is the thing that some of us just expected to know how to do. It's not like other areas of your life where you go to school to be taught, get on the job training, or have mentors to help you learn. Now you can get that help here. I believe that your relationship with your children is one of the most important aspects of your life and the best way that you can make a positive impact on the world and on the future. I've made parental relationships my life study and use life coaching tools with connection-based parenting to build amazing relationships between parents and their children. If you want an even better relationship with your child, this podcast will help you. Take my parenting quiz. The link is in the show notes. Once we know what your parenting style is, I'll give you some tips tailored to you and a roadmap to help you get the most out of my podcast. I invite you to help me spread the word by sharing your favorite episode on social media or with a friend. Hello and welcome to this podcast episode. This is the very last episode of season five. And this episode is called The Best Parenting Advice for 2023. So this is advice to help you for this entire year, um, have a really solid uh, parenting year. Um, I'm going to be having a seasonal break. It'll be three weeks. And during that break, we're going to be re-airing my very first episodes, season one, episode one, two, and three. And that's all about um, my parenting journey and the shift that happened with me years ago and with my son and all of those all of those awesome things. So you can tune into that. Um, I also created another little kind of introduction, just different things that I had learned through going through that experience and also things that maybe I didn't pick up on when I first listened to those podcast episodes that now have come to me since then, since listening to the episodes again. So um, make sure you check that out during our three-week break and then we will be back again. So a month from now, we will be back here again um, with season six. And from season six, you can expect a combination of both experts and mono episodes from me, um, kind of just intermingled, probably just back and forth a little bit. So if there's any amazing experts that you feel like you'd love to hear from that are in the parenting or motherhood sphere, let me know and I will try and have them on. Okay, into episode 27. Um, So when I was thinking about what would be most supportive for you for this entire year in regards to parenting, I was thinking, what are the things that got me this far so far, like the most important, like the core principles? Um, And they came from the biggest challenges that I felt like I had. Um, Definitely those would be things like emotional regulation. I was the more reactive type. Maybe you relate to this, maybe you don't. Not everybody is reactive. Sometimes people are more of a shutdown and withdraw type person. Um, or a people-pleasing type person, which I also do, but reactivity was definitely my go-to. I always thought I would be super patient until I had kids. And then once I started having kids, I realized that it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. So um, learning how to regulate my emotions, which means allowing the emotions, feeling the emotions and not reacting to them or pushing them down or buffering from them or doing something else. That's what I think of as emotional regulation, naming them, feeling them, allowing them, processing them out without it um, affecting my behavior in ways that I didn't want it to. Um, Some other things that I noticed were that I wasn't enjoying my kids. I didn't really enjoy spending time with them. And this all came from where I feel like I am now. So we'll fast forward to that in a minute. But um, at the time, I definitely didn't feel like I enjoyed them as much as I wanted to. On On the surface, I enjoyed them. But for the most part, I just found it annoying and frustrating. And there was a lot to do. And I felt like that load of motherhood really heavy and just burnt out and stressed out and overwhelmed a lot. Um, another thing that I felt like was that I didn't really know how to teach them the skills and the values that I wanted to. So I wanted to teach them, wasn't really sure how to teach them. And I think I focused a lot of my time on behavior modification, trying to get like, to kind of, um, 
get out the things that I didn't want them to do. I wanted them to start listening more. I didn't want them to fight as much. I wanted them to be more calm. Like all of those little things kind of interfered with what truly mattered and what I truly wanted to teach them as humans um, growing up. Um, Another issue that I felt like we definitely had uh, was sibling rivalry. There was a lot of just like nitpicking, fighting um, after each other all of the time, or at least it felt that way. It felt really insurmountable. Like they were just constantly fighting and that also drove me bonkers. So um, I think that during that time, as all of these things were happening, I was dealing with this like lack of emotional regulation, not really enjoying my kids, not really knowing how to teach them the skills and values I wanted to, dealing with all the sibling rivalry, overwhelmed for sure, Um, not loving how I'm showing up as a mom. I think that I often wondered, maybe not on so much of a conscious level, but definitely there was like that nagging feeling in the back of my mind, wondering if instead of healing the generational trauma that I wanted to heal, if I was actually adding to it. Maybe you can relate to this. Maybe you can't. I've talked to a few people who definitely relate to this, but um, I kind of saw the way that we were parented and the way that has been passed down to us. And I, I saw that as an issue and I wanted to do something different and I wanted to be part of the change. And I like, that was one of my deepest desires, but I also felt like that was the thing that I was failing at the most and the higher expectations I had of myself. Um, the more I feel like I didn't show up in the way that I wanted to. So, um, Fast forward now through several years of change and of healing and of growth. And those are things that I feel like is, are my strong points, are my strong suits. And so um, where I feel like I am now is that emotional regulation is really high. I'm not always responding to my emotions in the perfect way, but I do 80 to 90% of the time. Um, the times that I don't, um, I'm able to make amends and to apologize and to reconnect and to take my emotional responsibility for how I showed up in that moment and to be able to even use that as a teaching opportunity through showing them how I respond to those moments where I don't show up perfect um, because perfection's never going to happen. <laughs> um, the other 80 to 90% of the time, I do a pretty good job. I'm not always super connected or super loving or super kind, um, but for the most part, I am. For the most part, I'm able to respond in more intentional ways. I'm able to kind of walk away from a situation if I need to calm down. I'm able to tap into what my needs are and um, really give myself what I need so that I can show up in the way that I want to. Um, As far as not enjoying my kids, I feel like it's completely the opposite. Like I love spending so much time with them. And my husband and I were talking about this on a recent trip that we were on without our kids. We were thinking, oh, it'd be so nice to have them here. There were so many things that we saw that we were like, oh, it'd be so great to show them this. And to have them here with us. And yes, we do love getting away and it's nice to have a break for sure. Um, but also I love spending so much time with them that I was just missing them and wanting them to be there also. So um, I really do enjoy spending my time with them. I enjoy spending my weekends with them. I enjoy spending my evenings with them. I enjoy playing games. I enjoy homeschooling. Those things that I really wanted to enjoy and felt like I should be enjoying but wasn't really are enjoyable now. And that's that's been a big change for me also. Um, Another one is that I feel really confident in being able to teach them those skills because it's not so much about teaching them out of books or having conversations with them, but it's about modeling the behavior that I want to see. So I know now that as I model the behavior, I want to see confidence, empathy, compassion, self-regulation, resilience, those skills that I'm working on and that I'm learning, um, those have been such huge things for me to learn. And I know that through me learning them, I'm just naturally teaching them. I don't have to focus so much on, oh, have I taught them enough of this today or tomorrow or last year? And where are they at? And how is it going? I just know that as I work on it, that those are things that they're going to learn. And I want to also point out too that... um, 
healing is a journey um, and we never reach perfection. Perfection isn't the goal. Um, we want to be teaching our kids how to how to make mistakes and move through their failures. And so we want to be teaching that through example also. Um, but that as we're going through this and we're going through our healing journey and we're doing what people often call cycle breaking is that we're breaking the cycle that's been passed down to us. And so the things that have been passed down to us are still going to be our automatic go-to for a long time. So if you're listening to this and feeling like, wow, I feel so far behind, just be comforted in knowing that it's a journey and that any amount of healing that you do is going to be amazing and is going to be enough for you and enough for your kids. So don't feel like you need to be farther along in your parenting journey or your cycle breaking journey. Just keep it up and forgive yourself and find empathy for yourself when you do make those mistakes. Okay. Another thing that I feel like changed so much was sibling rivalry. And I've talked about this in the past, but I remember I was like walking down the road um, on my own and I was trying to think about what are some things that maybe some more subtle changes that have happened in our home that are different than they used to be. And um, sibling rivalry is one of the things that came to my mind immediately. And I thought, I can't remember the last time that the kids really got in a big argument. Um, There doesn't really seem to be those big explosions. People kind of know how to handle them when they start to get a little bit agitated or irritated, they typically leave or one or the other one leaves or they come to me and we talk about it or whatever. And it just is not frequent anymore. I feel like it used to be really frequent. And I think that sibling rivalry is just common. I think it's natural. I think it's part of learning. I think that our kids learn from it and learn how to respond and not respond to each other. And I feel like um, as that process kind of goes and as their relationship increases and their connection increases and your energy is a lot more calm and a lot more present and chill, that it's easier for them not to get so agitated. So I think that that has been something that has definitely shifted also. I don't think that like all the sibling rivalry that ever happened was my fault or anything, but I definitely think that our energy influences our kids' energy and everyone else around us, right? And so when we're in that situation and we're already feeling irritated and frustrated, it's just a lot more likely that our kids are going to feel that from us and and also argue with each other. So that's definitely something that I felt that shifted. Um, And also just not feeling like I'm going to bed at night wondering in the back of my mind whether or not I'm adding to that generational trauma. I don't worry about that anymore. I don't feel that way anymore. I don't feel like it's entirely my responsibility to heal everything in my lifespan. I think it's just doing what I feel like I have the capacity to do. And I just keep trying and I just keep growing and I just keep doing it one step at a time. And I feel like that's good enough. And that's good good enough for me, good enough for you, good enough for all of us is just doing our best. And when I say best, I don't ever mean perfect. And when I say best, I mean the best that we have in that moment with the tools, with the mood, with the personality, with the how much food we ate that day, how much sleep we got last night, with the support that we have um, as well. So I'm going to share um, four things that have been really helpful for me um, in my own parenting journey that I hope will be helpful for you as well that I learned and that I was thinking about as I thought about the shift that happened for me and where I used to be and where I feel like I am now. I was like, okay, now what? Like, what? Um, how can I share some of these steps that have happened and what has been um, kind of the biggest changes for me here? So the first one is this idea of not parenting in the fire. You may have heard me talk about this. I talk about it on Instagram and I've definitely mentioned on the podcast before, but when I think of fire, I think of like really intense emotions for me or for my child. So if either one of us is having some of those really intense emotions, 
um, I try to not respond or react. So that's what I mean by not parenting in the fire. So if I'm feeling really angry or if I'm feeling really hurt or really deep sadness or something, I'm going to try not to react or respond from that moment. I'm going to go and do something else for myself to kind of bring myself back to that um, calm, neutral, content space um, before I before I respond, before I deal with that situation. If it's with my child, in fact, I often wait till like much later, like maybe they argued with each other or somebody stole something from somebody else, or maybe somebody hit somebody else or whatever. I don't respond in that moment. I might say something like, you know, hands aren't for hitting or something, or like gentle hands, or I don't know, just something little depending on the age and the stage that they're at, but definitely not more than a sentence just to kind of um, state the boundary again. But then I am going to come back later on and talk about it. So maybe it's later that night, maybe it's the next morning. Once I come back to calm and I'm coming back to neutral again, then I can decide, is this something that needs to be addressed or not? And I want to say 80 to 90% of the time, at least in my home, it doesn't need to be addressed, which is so interesting that I find that... um, there, the net, the learning's already happened. The child's already come back. They've already apologized. I've already been like, oh, I'm sorry that that happened, or I should have done it this way, or shouldn't have done that way, or we've all just kind of moved on from it. And it's interesting how in the moment our brain thinks this is urgent. I need to teach them a lesson. I don't want them to get away with this. But when when we can calm ourselves down and we can come back to that neutral zone and we can just wait, and they're calmed down also, so much of the time we don't actually need to do anything about it. So when I'm upset, I notice that I. Um, don't say things that I mean necessarily. I just like get upset and kind of say whatever. I don't often listen to them or at least listen in an understanding way. I'm kind of just thinking about my own frustrations in my mind as I'm like, quote unquote, listening to them. Um, My tone often changes. So I'm a little bit more short with them. I'll use shame in my parenting. Like I'll say something like, you know, you should have known better or your sister wouldn't have done this or why did you do this or something like that. Like just more of that um, shaming type tone in my language. Um, So even though I don't yell anymore, I very infrequently yell, um, I still will move to towards more shame-based parenting, which is what, you know, traditional parenting styles often is. Um, So in that moment, when there's shame and when there's fear present, they're not going to learn anything. And in that moment, there's literally no point for me to try and respond or react because it's not going to come across well. They're not going to accept it well, and it's not going to be helpful for either of us. So my my uh, goal in that number one space of like, don't parent in the fire is to find things that help me to move back to that calm space again before I respond. Um, I've talked about a couple of things in the past, so I'm going to mention a few of them now. One way that I kind of come back to that neutral zone um, that has been really helpful for me has been meditation. Um, So just taking time to just like kind of let the thoughts in my brain go to focus on my breath or to do a guided meditation. I found meditation really supportive for me. Um, Another thing that I found really helpful is zones. I have a whole podcast episode on that that you can go and listen to, but it's basically like a red light, green light, yellow light. When you think of red light, green light, yellow light, you're like red light means stop. I'm not going to parent there. I'm not going to respond from that moment, from that energy, because it's not going to be in alignment with how I want to show up. And um, I'm going to get myself back down to the green zone first. And yellow is like warning. Like there's something, I need something. Maybe I need food. Maybe I need water. Maybe I need a break. What's going on with me? And how can I get myself back down to green before I move up to red? And this is kind of just like constantly in flux all throughout the day. It's like up and down and up and down. And we're just finding ways to help us um, feel back into that green zone space. There's nothing wrong with the emotions that you feel in the red zone. It's just 
um, a message to your body. Emotions are messages. They're ways that our body is communicating with us. So it's telling us we need something here. Something's gone wrong here, or we need to calm down here, or there's something that we need to address here or whatever that is. So we just need to um, get more in tune with what our body's saying. So those zones help me to remember uh, or to become more aware about how I'm feeling um, throughout the day. Another thing that can be really helpful, maybe you've heard me talk about this before, but I created a book. If you haven't, go check it out at the notes in my or in the show notes um, of the podcast. It's called Burn This Book and it's a mindset journal for parents. Um, and in that book, there's going to be a daily practice. So it's going to be like every day you wake up or at the end of the night, you're going to do this and this and this, and it's going to describe what to do so that you can have support in that daily practice of your thought journaling. But it also has a lot of emotion tools in there as well. So if you go to the back of the book, there's going to be several tools um, that I've created or that I learned from my school. And um, there's one tool that's really awesome in there that, well, all the tools are awesome, but um, my mom created a couple of pages in there called emotional self-regulation. And what they do is they just go over a little bit about emotional self-regulation. And then there's a bunch of um, ideas on what you can do when you're feeling that way. And the best mode of advice I would say is to practice these when you're not in the fire. So when you're in that green zone and you're in that calm space, you're like, oh, I wonder what of these tools would help and then just practice them. So I'm just going to mention a couple of them. Um, one of them is crying. Um, another one is deep breathing with a longer exhale than your inhale. Another one is movement like shaking or jumping or dancing. It could also be listening to music, spending some time alone, talking to a friend that you have a close connection or relationship to, rocking in a rocking chair, um, holding ice in your hands, um, yelling out into the nothingness. Um, another one that I love is laying on my back with my feet up against the wall. That's like a yoga position, but it's also really good for your um, nervous system regulation. So there's a bunch of different things that you can that you can try and do when you're in those. And what you do in red might be different than what you do in yellow, but it's just finding ways to kind of support yourself back to that green space. So my number one piece of advice would be don't parent in the fire. So remember that for 2023. Okay. Number two, is that learning happens naturally. I already kind of tied this in with number one, but 90% of the time, we don't even need to address it. Um, they come back and they apologize and they make amends. I'm going to give an example from my client. I remember we were talking about this and we were going back and forth and we were kind of messaging back and forth throughout the weekend between our session. And um, she had just said, I just don't think so. I just don't think this works. I think I really have to address it. And I said, well, let's just do an experiment. Like just try like one time. I don't even remember what her daughter said, but her daughter had done something. Um, maybe she had talked back or yelled or whatever. She did something. And they're in the car and she goes to respond and she remembered my voice in the back of her head and was like, oh yeah, okay, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to let it be. So she didn't say anything. She just chilled out. She waited and she was like the whole time thinking, how long do I have to wait for? Like wanting to respond to it. And so she decided, okay, I'm going to wait till later tonight. I'm going to address it later tonight. And she said it was about three or four hours later, her daughter came back and her daughter said, I'm really sorry. I think it was when she came home from school. She said, I didn't mean to act that way. I was feeling such and such. And this is how, you know, this is how I responded. And I'm really sorry and apologized. And she was like floored because she was like, this does not usually happen. Usually this turns into a big blow up and we have these big conversations and whatever. And she's like, it was she was so surprised that that learning really came full circle, that her daughter came back, apologized. The learning had happened, by the way. Like when they come back and apologize after a while and they've been thinking about it and they've already learned whatever lesson we feel like it is that we need to be teaching them. And so the learning's already happened, um, but we often feel like we need to kind of insert ourselves in those situations. And when we do, we can often add to the shame and add to the hurt and add to the 
um, big emotions instead of actually teaching what we want to be teaching. So I loved her example of this. So number two um, is learning happens naturally. Like 90% of the time, or maybe even more, um, learning is happening naturally. So just calm down and then decide once you're calm, like hours later, is this something that needs to be addressed or not? Because there is going to be occasionally things that do need to be addressed. And I remember having one of these conversations with my son and I had waited till the next morning. Um, and he was so much more calm and I was so much more calm and the conversation went so much better. And one of the things I really noticed was that my energy was different. His energy was different and I was a lot more calm. And when I was calm, I listened way more. I asked more questions instead of stating my opinion or like teaching in a way that I think I normally would be teaching where I'm like telling him how wrong he is and doing whatever he's doing and that he should be listening to me. But there was a lot more questioning and a lot less lecturing and the conversation was a lot shorter. Um, And it just felt more comfortable. It felt more connected. Um, So number two, learning happens naturally. Number three, um, if we do feel like we need to respond to whatever, go back and actually respond to it. Like I mentioned, um, me and my son's conversation. Um, first of all, ask yourself, what energy outfit am I in? In fact, even if you don't have to go back and respond anytime that you're parenting, ask yourself, what energy outfit am I in? And this is what I mean by that. I think of like our mindset and our emotions as like outfits that we're putting on. So maybe I'm putting on this outfit of like, oh, my child never listens. That outfit's probably going to feel like frustration. Maybe I'm putting um, on an outfit of like, my child doesn't care about me or doesn't want to spend time with me. I'm going to put an outfit of like hurt on. And when I'm in that energy outfit, I'm going to show up in a really different way. If I'm feeling hurt or if I'm feeling frustrated, I'm probably going to be thinking all about me and all about how upset I am. I'm probably not going to be really listening to them. There's going to be different changes in my my tone and in my behavior and in my response to my child, all because of the energy outfit that I have on. So always question that. What energy outfit do I have on right now? And if I don't have on one that I want that I, that I'm not showing up in the way that I want to, then I'm going to go back to that step. Number one, the don't parent in the fire, the ideas I gave you to calm yourself back down to green zone. And once you're in the green zone space, then you can move forward. Then you can decide, is this something that needs to be addressed? And if it is, then you can address it from that energy and it will be so much of a different conversation there. All right. The last but not least, thing that I wanted to share with you was the everything tool. I have mentioned this um, a few podcast episodes ago. Um, I made a little acronym for it. I think I changed the acronym because this one's better. It's MARC now, M-A-R-C. So I'm just going to review it quickly. And then I'm going to have a link to a download in the um, show notes. So if you want to just like have this tool and you can tape it on the, your wall or put it on your journal in your journal so you can remember it, um, this will be a really helpful tool for this year in your parenting also. So the everything tool, because it works for everything, not just parenting, works in every situation. So M is for misalignment. So that's just noticing when you're not showing up in a way that you want to. So that's within your awareness, right? Just becoming aware of how am I feeling in my body, like the zones, like am I in red zone, green zone, yellow zone? Am I feeling agitated? What energy outfit am I wearing? You can also notice in your thoughts, if your thoughts are really negative, if they're really heavy, if they're really all about me and myself and nobody else, um, that can also be just kind of like a little like alarm bell being like, okay, some awareness maybe is needed here. Like what's happening? Maybe I'm in misalignment. Um, And when I'm in that energy state, I'm not going to be showing up in the way that I often want to be. So um, number one is misalignment, noticing when you're not showing up in the way that you want to. 
You also might notice through your actions. So maybe you don't notice the thought and the feeling state, but maybe you notice by the action state, like by as you're like yelling at your kids or as you're doing something unkind or saying something in an unkind tone, um, you can notice then also. Number two is align. So do something to align your emotions. So this would be meditation, like I mentioned, that self-regulation list within my book, you can check out. You can also find some online um, breathing, going into nature, going for a walk and making sure that you don't move forward until you do. So number two is align. Make sure that you're aligning your emotions and you're feeling in a, a better emotional state before you move forward. Number three is R, R which is review. Um, review would be once I'm back down calm in my body. So we've done something with our emotions. So we're back down into calm. Then we're going to review it. We're not going to review it before then when we're feeling like really high emotions because our thinking is going to be really illogical in that moment. We're going to go back and review it. So this is when we're going to bring it through a thought dump. Maybe we pull it into a model. I have episodes on those too. You can go check out if you want. Um, And in that moment, we're going to be able to find learning things. We're going to be like, oh, okay, wait, this is what I was thinking, or this is how I was showing up, or this is why this happened. And there'll be some sort of expansion or help or support that happens as you're reviewing it from that energy state, that really logical state. Now, number four is circle back. Circle back means circle back if needed. So if I need to go back and apologize or reconnect to one of my kids or maybe to my partner or to my neighbor or to my friend or whoever's involved, that's when I'm going to do that. And we don't always have to circle back. There may be times where it's like past and you don't feel like that's needed, which is why the other three are so important. Noticing the misalignment, aligning, and then reviewing. Because once we've done the aligning and reviewing, we might be like, okay, no, we can just move forward. We, We can move on. Um, but sometimes we do need to go back and address that. So that's the everything tool. I know I've mentioned it before, but I wanted to mention it again, because when I was thinking about my top four things that I feel like would support parents in 2023, these were definitely them not parenting in the fire. Learning happens naturally, really taking on that belief that learning happens naturally. Um, number three is if we feel like we need to address something, make sure that we have given ourselves the time to calm down and only address it if we really need to um, and ask ourselves what energy outfit we're in. And then the last one is that is the everything to tool. So misalignment, align, review, and circle back. So that's everything I have for you today. Um, Again, I'm going to have a three-week season break. Over the next season break, I'll be sharing my story with you for those of you that haven't heard it or if you want to rehear it. And I'm going to be adding a little bit in the beginning too of just little things that I noticed throughout that story. Um, If you are interested in joining my program, Parent School, it is open right now. And I also want to mention that I am not opening it again until August. So it's going to be a long time before this opens again. This is the best opportunity to work with me um, besides outside of the retreats. If you want to do something in person, the retreats are where that's at. Um, but if you want to work with me long-term, this is this is how to do it. And I only take clients a couple times a year right now. So um, I would love to meet with you. If you want to book a call, if you want to DM me on Instagram, we can chat that way or Voxer or email, however you want to do it. If you are on the fence, I would love to talk to you about it. Just let me know what you're thinking and where you're at. Um, if you're not interested, that is also fine. Um, check out my book, Burn This Book, A Mindset Journal for Parents. You can just order it. It will get print and shipped directly to you if you feel like you'd rather just do this work on your own um, and you're not interested in having that that um, more intentional and intense guidance. 
um, then go check out that book. And as always, continue to listen to my podcast. I would love, love, love it if you would take a minute to rate and review and subscribe or follow or whatever it is on the app that you have. I know on Spotify and on Apple, you can rate and review. So I would love it if you could do that. That really helps get the word out. And it only takes a second, even if you just want to put the stars in there and not say anything, that would be um, super helpful for me. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing it with your friends. I know so many of you do that and I really appreciate it. And um, we will see you next season. We'll be digging into some really fun topics. Um, I had a couple like Q and A's on Instagram where I was just having people type in questions that they had or struggles that they were having in parenting. And I'm going to create some episodes around what came up with that. And um, yeah, it'll be a really great season. So I will see you then. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to help spread this work to the world, share this episode on social media and tag me. Send it to a friend or leave a quick rating and review below so more people can find me. If you'd like more guidance on your own parenting journey, reach out.